Welcome to Book Banter with me, your host, Diane Burkhart. I hope you will join me every Wednesday as we explore all things to do with, well, <laughs> books. Let's get on with our show today. Hello, my happy. Oh, at least I hope you're happy, people. Today is June 29th, and if you've been following along the news in the United States and basically the world right now with inflation and wars and the Supreme Court in the United States and the Senate hearings, ugh, it's very hard to be a happy person right now, but that is why we have books. Books are amazing tools to use for escapism. When the world just gets to be a little bit too much, you can pick up a book and fall into a completely different world, one that has nothing to do with the one that you actually live in, so that you can take some time away from the stresses that are in your everyday life and find another life, another love, another job even, which is what I did when I became a writer. Whenever you write your own books, you can create your own worlds, your own people, your own societies, your own rules. It gives you the kind of control that you don't have in your everyday life. And as a reader, you can find all of these different imaginary places that other people have created, things that you may never have thought of that bring your own imagination to life. Books are fantastic. That's why I love talking about them and writing them and reading them. And they're just wonderful. (laughs) Now, I have got some really great news. You know, I have gotten some commitments from some very fascinating people who have said that they're going to be on my podcast. Well, I've actually been able to find schedule time that works with two of these people. And I will be doing these interviews very soon. As a matter of fact, the first one is tomorrow. I will be interviewing DJ Jameson. She is a very fascinating young woman who I happen to have gone to college with. So I know exactly how fascinating she is. I've known her for like 20 some years. And yes, I do have a lot of friends in the book industry. Writers, producers, historians. It's kind of fun. (laughs) But she and I went to college together in Wichita State University. We both studied journalism. And we have both ended up being indie authors. We have very different genres, though, and we're going to talk about that with her, and I'll let her explain all of it. But she has done an incredible thing with her career. I mean, she started from nothing, just like I did, but she has been able to create a wonderful indie author career for herself. And it's very impressive. I I really want you to hear what she has to say. Now, of course, she has a very different genre than mine. Her genre is much more popular <laughs> than than the historical fiction set that I write in. It is more lucrative financially. It absolutely is. There are certain genres that people will buy tons and tons of books in, and they'll share them, and they'll trade them, and then there are ones that are not quite as popular, which is what I chose to write in, because apparently I hate money. (laughs) But she has just had some fantastic success. 
and her books are really fascinating. So I can't wait for you to hear more from her. And she's going to be reading from one of her books, which happens to be a free download. So once you hear the book that she's reading for you, you'll be able to go get the whole version and finish it off yourself. So that will be fantastic. You do not want to miss that. I will be interviewing her tomorrow. So the first part of her interview will be posted in next week's podcast. If it goes long, I'll split it into two. And actually, it would be kind of great if it goes there because my next interview is July 4th with Allie Alvis, who is a book historian. After college, Allie went to work for the Smithsonian as a reference librarian in their archives and special collections. And currently, Allie is working for Type Punch Matrix as a rare book cataloger and antiquarian book dealer. That's hard for me to say. She has also written several articles, blogs, and just she's such a fascinating person. She even has an Etsy page where she has book-related crafts that she sells. You're going to want to hear what she has to say. She is so fascinating. One of the articles that she wrote that I just find so incredibly fascinating, well, all of hers are, but one is about poisonous books, that there were four copies of books that were found from the 16th and 17th centuries that the green paint was actually laced with arsenic. And I definitely want to hear her explain about this. This conversation is not only going to be fun, but informative, and you will not want to miss it. Now, if you would like to get a little bit more detail on these two guests before they show up on the podcast, just check in the podcast description on your service, and there are links to both of their social media sites. You can find everything you want to know just by clicking their links. Now, I've been doing a lot of preparation for these interviews coming up, and one of the things that I've been doing is trying to figure out how to use my interface equipment a little bit better, because you're supposed to be able to hook up a phone to the interface so that you can call people on your phone and it puts the sound directly into the interface for the recording, and I cannot figure out how to do that. And it might be because I have an iPhone and the iPhone does not have a sound jack, and I think that's exactly what I need to be able to hook them up together. And I really don't want to have to go buy a new phone and phone plan just for this. So I'm trying to find a workaround. But one of the really cool things about this interface is it comes with sound effects buttons. <laughs> so if I decide that I want to play a game with my guests and have them answer questions about something in their area of expertise, if they get the answer wrong... <laughs> Yeah, that's not annoying. <laughs> if they get the answer right, and if they get all of the answers right. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> and yes, I am a big dork. I, I freely admit to that. And it's a fun way to live your life. It's kind of part of my happy people idea. <laughs> I want to have fun with things, and this is really kind of fun. <laughs> now, I've been trying to find some other sound effects, too. There's only three buttons on my console, so I have to just pick three that I really want to use. I'll probably play around with it a little bit, but these will do for now, and I promise I won't get too annoying with it. <laughs> One of the things that I've been thinking about doing is 
Since so many people who I talk to who do follow along with my career are also writers, I thought it might be fun to start giving out a writing prompt at the end of these episodes. And anyone who would like to can take that prompt and write like a one page piece and send it in to me. And I will, if I get more than one, <laughs> I will pick one at random and read it on the podcast, giving full credit, of course, to the person who submitted it. Then maybe at the end of the month or every three months, randomly draw one to send them a prize, like a gift card to Amazon or something. We're going to start doing that today. I'll give you the prompt at the very end of the show. All you have to do is send them to my email at contact at burkhartbooks.com and it will be in the links of the description because there's all kinds of links now that I post in every description on the podcast so that you can find things easily and don't have to search for anything in past podcasts. I will create a page on my website, burkhartbooks.com, where we can feature all of these. So anybody who sends one in, we can post it up there and people can go in and read all of them. So even if it doesn't get read on the podcast, then people can go to the webpage and find the ones that were submitted for that prompt. It is showing all of the ones that will be thrown in the pot for the drawing for the, the gift card or whatever we end up doing. I don't know how you all feel about this, but I figure, what the heck? It's something fun to do. There's always room for more fun in life, right? So that pretty much brings you up to speed on everything that has been going on behind the scenes over here. I'm very excited about so much. And I have been working on Into the West Family Ties, the final book in my Into the West saga serial. It will be coming out soon. Work is still going a little slower than I would like, but it is progressing. I actually have about a fourth of the book written, so keep your fingers crossed that it'll keep going at least this well. So hopefully this will be out in July sometime if I can keep this pace up. And just to prove that I have been working on it, because I know there's probably somebody out there doubting me, <laughs> I am going to go ahead and read a little bit from Into the West Family Ties by Stephen Burkhart, my pen name. Sharon Springs was blessed with a few quiet normal days. It was a nice reprieve after the ruckus that had taken over the town with Elizabeth McBride disappearing from her new adoptive home and Sheriff Jones and his men showing up in town. Unfortunately, the peace was short-lived. Most of the families in the area made their way into town on Sunday, November 20th for a special service at the church. While Pastor Matthews was not a Catholic priest, he tried to do his best to provide the traditional services, at least as close as he was allowed to as a Presbyterian minister, for the mostly Catholic citizens of Sharon Springs. The first day of Advent was the next Sunday, and he wanted the congregation to discuss how they would like to celebrate it and the holidays to come. As Pastor Matthews was in his home preparing for service, Mrs. Hawkins came to the door of his study and knocked on the doorframe to get his attention. "'Begging your pardon, Pastor, but Phyllis is here and in quite a state. I think you should come out to the parlor and speak with her. I can't get her to calm down enough to tell me what's got her so worked up.' "'Oh, my,' said the Pastor as he put his quill back in its stand. "'I'll come straight away.' 
As the pastor came near Mrs. Hawkins, she added in a hushed voice, I fear something awful has happened. The older woman looked truly worried. Pastor Matthews reached out and gently patted his housekeeper on her shoulder as he spoke. Do not worry so, Mrs. Hawkins. We're all in God's hands, and we shall get through anything together with his guidance. Mrs. Hawkins sniffed and nodded her head in agreement as she gave the pastor a weak smile. She followed the pastor to the parlor where Phyllis was sitting on the sofa, quietly crying. Phyllis was the operator of the telegraph in town and often heard the worst news first. The poor woman often had to deliver bad news to Pastor Matthews or Sheriff Ike Rowlett so they could pass it on to those who needed to know. Today, it looked like Phyllis had very bad news to pass on. Pastor Matthews went to the sofa and sat next to Phyllis. He reached out and took her hands in his as he gave her a compassionate look. Do you have news to tell me? he asked. Phyllis nodded her head yes. I assume it's something very disturbing from your state. Phyllis nodded again as she sniffed and sobbed a bit before heaving a few deep breaths to try and calm herself again. Is someone gravely ill or hurt? Phyllis shook her head no, a bit too vigorously. Oh, dear, said Mrs. Hawkins as she clutched her cross that hung over her heart and made the sign of the cross with her other hand. The pastor looked up at Mrs. Hawkins with sympathetic eyes. They both had an idea of what had transpired, but not who was involved. I take it someone has passed from this earthly plane? The pastor asked in a compassionate tone. Phyllis nodded her head again as she gently pulled her hands out of the pastor's. She pulled a handkerchief from her sleeve, blew her nose, and wiped the tears from her face as she closed her eyes and took several deep breaths. This was not the first time she had to deliver this kind of news, but for some reason, this time it seemed so much more personal, even though she only knew the women a short while. When Phyllis was able to calm down enough to speak, she told Pastor Matthews and Mrs. Hawkins the news about Mrs. Kelly and Miss West. When the women had left Sharon Springs to return to New York City after bringing foundlings to town to find new homes for them, they headed back to Platte City, Missouri first, where they were due to change trains. It was a short trip, and the train should have made it back in a day and a half. Two, if there was an obstruction on the tracks down the line somewhere that would hold up the train a spell while it was cleared away. When the train didn't show up in Platte City on time, Phyllis's cousin Pearl, who ran the telegraph in Platte City, contacted her to see if the train had left Sharon Springs on time. When she let them know the train had left on schedule, people began to worry the train might have been attacked by natives in the area, or bandits. It didn't take the local sheriff long to gather some men and ride the rail line toward Sharon Springs, searching for the missing train. What they found was ghastly. Not long after they passed into the Kansas Territory, the men came to a place on the line where the bridge had been for the train to pass over the Kansas River. The bridge, however, was gone. As the men rode up to the edge of the bluff where the track ended, they feared the worst. The sight that met their eyes was much worse than they had imagined. On the far side of the river, they saw what was left of the train, mangled and burnt out 
strewn on the riverbank where it had dropped from the bluff's edge above. From the burnt-out shells that were left of the cars, the men had no hope of rescuing any survivors. The men rode back to Platte City and reported what they had found to the train company and the mayor. It took a few more days to gather the men and equipment needed to traverse the river and inspect the wreckage. With luck, they could at least recover something of the bodies for proper burial. Dr. Nickel, the town doctor in Platte City, was able to identify the remains of two women among the bodies recovered. The only two women who had been on the train when it left Sharon Springs were Mrs. Kelling and Miss West. When Phyllis was finished relaying what she knew, she sat quietly crying as Mrs. Hawkins began praying for the faithfully departed. The pastor reached out and patted Phyllis's hand as he thought how he was going to impart this heartbreaking news to his congregation. I think we're going to stop this here today. I do have more written. I promise I do. But we're going to go ahead and stop here because I want to do the writing prompt. I am a big fan of reading sci-fi and fantasy books, so I think we're going to try a sci-fi fantasy writing prompt today. So here is your challenge, my book buddies. If you would like to join in for this, just write one page story from this prompt and send it in to contact at burkhartbooks.com and we will draw one at random to read on the air in our next podcast. And I will get the page put up on burkhartbooks.com with all of the entries submitted from the writing prompt. So it will be posted on there for anybody to read. And by submitting, you are agreeing to let me do this. Just so you know, you're giving up those rights to allow me to share it with the world. Of course, you keep all the other rights. So your writing prompt is that I want you to imagine that the earth has been hit by a very powerful electromagnetic pulse and all technology is suddenly obsolete. Nothing works. So how does the world survive that? What happens next? You can also play with where the pulse comes from. Was it generated on earth or from somewhere else? Let your imagination go wild. Make it fun. So that is it for today, my happy people. Thank you for joining me on Book Banter with Diane Burkhart. I hope you will come back next week when you can listen to my friend DJ Jameson, the romance author, talking about her work and where her career is going for now. You can hear her read from one of her books and find out where to get one of her books for free. That's always a great thing, right? <laughs> so now it's time to go forth and be happy. Thank you.